pause to consider. The podcast where you put your busy day on pause to consider scriptural wisdom and encouragement on your walk towards God's kingdom. I'm glad you're here today. I'm Sam Taylor, here to get you thinking about the Word of God. A few years ago, I visited a family from my home ecclesia at their home to spend quality time with them. Now, this family shares land with other family members that own a farm and a market. And as I walked through the market with my friends and their seven-year-old, the oldest of four young children they have, I saw a cozy area with some ducklings in it. As I uh, asked the little boy about their names, he told me their names were Sausage, Dinner, Wings, and other food-related names. I was honestly caught off guard by how candid the names were for baby ducks. His dad must have seen this written on my face as he explained to me how it was important that their children know where their food comes from. It taught them important life lessons that burgers and wings don't just appear magically in front of us. A healthy, breathing animal must die in order for children to eat and survive. And in that moment, I understood the lesson the father tried to teach his son. We become desensitized to the comforts of daily life. It's a problem in our society that I'm guilty of. I don't think about the conditions that animals endure to be made into a sandwich I get through the drive-thru, or the violence in video games and movies that are around me all the time. Well, the list goes on and on, but I think you get what I'm saying. This concept of desensitization happens in our faith as well. And while we often discuss desensitization to sin, I'm unsure that we talk enough about desensitization to the positive components of our faith. And I'm mainly thinking about here the desensitization towards the Lord Jesus' sacrifice. Speaking from personal experience, I often find my mind aimlessly drifting off as the emblems are passed around rather than focusing on my Lord who died a painful death that he never deserved. And it gets to a point where I don't identify with what Jesus suffered for my sake because I'm desensitized. I'm not thinking about it. And unlike my friend's son with his ducklings, in these moments, I've treated the Lord Jesus' sacrifice as an unseen industrial process that I put out of my mind. And this really is what Jesus warned us about when he said that the love of many would grow cold. It means as much then as it does now. While the bread and wine are to help us remember our Lord's sacrifice, I appreciate the pattern that's shown in the law of Moses concerning the sin offering, because from the high priest that was anointed all the way down to your common men and women of Israel, the commandment is the same. Take a listen to Leviticus 4 verses 27 through 29 to hear what I mean. If anyone of the common people sins unintentionally in doing any of the things that by the Lord's commandments might not be done and realizes his guilt or the sin which he has committed is made known to him, he shall bring for his offering a goat, a female without blemish, for his sin which he has committed. And he shall lay his hand on the head of the sin offering 
and kill the sin offering in the place of the burnt offering. The one needing forgiveness had to lay their hand on the head of the animal and kill it themselves in order to recognize it should have been them and to identify with their death. So what I should do is take this principle further by realizing that by taking the bread, I'm symbolically breaking Christ's body that the Romans and Jews broke leading up to his crucifixion. And when I drink the wine, recognize it should have been me that had my blood poured out and not my Lord who died to represent me. But he did so to declare his father's righteousness. But you see, I don't have that train of thought when I drift off and leave Christ's sacrifice as the unseen logistical chain that brought me to where I am today. This, of course, leads to the essential question. How do we avoid becoming desensitized to the Lord's sacrifice? And I think there are at least three steps towards achieving this. First and foremost is to recognize your mindset and to resolve yourself to get out of it. In Romans 13, verses 11 to 12, we're told, Besides this, you know the time, that the hour has come for you to wake from sleep, for salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed. The night is far gone, the day is at hand, so then let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. And the second step, which follows closely behind the first, is to put spiritual goals in place for us to pursue. While Paul exhorted Timothy about the evils of material gain, his encouragement in 1 Timothy 6 verses 11 to 12 is still very relevant to us. But as for you, O man of God, flee these things, pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, gentleness, Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of eternal life to which you were called and about which you made a good confession in the presence of many witnesses. The third step, which is crucial to keeping the Lord's sacrifice on our minds, is to share it with others often. Deuteronomy 6, verses 7 through 9, follows the great commandment about loving the Lord with all we have. Now listen to the passage following and ask yourself, how much more should we tell others about the love God and Christ have for us? You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your home and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Unless we decide to truly identify with Jesus' death, we can't begin to build up a relationship with him. So let's work together to build each other up in the faith. Let's share reminders of the hope we have and at what cost. And let's talk boldly about what our Lord endured, details and all, rather than keep it hidden from the world. For if we declare Christ boldly, he will confess us boldly before our Father in heaven. Thank you for spending your time with me here today. 
If you like this episode, share it with your friends and with your ecclesia. Make sure you subscribe to Pause to Consider on Apple Podcasts or your preferred platform for updates on new episodes. And follow the Facebook and Instagram pages for questions, feedback, and more updates on where the podcast is going. And if you have feedback, I'd love to hear it. Email me at pause to consider podcast at gmail.com. I hope you feel encouraged after today's devotion. And I pray that God continues to bless you until we meet again, whether it's in next week's episode or in God's kingdom. God bless.